Welcome to the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. My name is Harold Nickel. A question often asked is about prescription drug prices, specifically reasons that prices for prescribed medicine here are far higher than they are in Canada. Is there a good reason or any reason? Add to this the recent federal government action to bring U.S. drug prices close to or on par with their costs in Canada. Here to help us sort this out is respected neurologist Dr. Stephen Goldstein. Uh, Dr. Goldstein, I'm sure you write plenty of prescriptions for your patients and would like nothing better than for them to be priced as inexpensively as the ones in Canada, but they're not. How come? Well, you're right. I do write plenty of prescriptions, and I do wish they were priced more reasonably. In short, drug prices in Canada are lower because the Canadian government regulates the price. Your next question is, aren't the costs the same there and here? The costs may be similar, but in Canada, a review board decides on pricing and what they believe are reasonable or excessive prices. If they decide a drug is priced too high, they will not allow it on the drug formula. This board, the Patent Medicine Prices Review Board, is described in Canada as a quasi-judicial agency. Okay, do we know anything about this board and how they approach pricing? Yes. Before a prescription drug can be sold in Canada, it is scientifically reviewed to make certain that it can do what it's supposed to do. A committee of experts, known as the Human Drug Advisory Panel, will make recommendations about other valid drugs in which to make comparisons, in addition to recommendations for the categorization of the drugs. The level of therapeutic improvement of an existed patented drug is used to determine the ceiling price, known as the maximum average potential price at its introduction. Okay, so a Canadian government panel or two decides what the price should be. That's not the case here, though, is it? No. Our government is prohibited by law from negotiating prices for Medicare and other government programs. Obviously, the drug company needs to recoup the cost of research, manufacture, advertising, and the cost of getting the drug approved by the FDA. New drugs are issued a patent, giving the drug company a monopoly on sale of the drugs for 20 years. The drug company is free to set whatever price it likes for prescription drugs. Prices are then negotiated between insurance companies and the manufacturers. Why do you think the pharmaceutical industry is so opposed to the importation of Canadian drugs? The simple answer is the drug companies are happy with the current system. Large-scale importation would eat into profits and potentially cause loss on patented medication. The two different models for reimbursement are very different. Which do you feel is better? Well, neither seems to be satisfactory. The Canadian system does not allow enough incentive for new drugs to be created. The American system results in unaffordable prices. Okay, how do you envision a system where prices can be lower but still provide incentive for new drugs? Well, several reforms are needed. The patent system for drugs needs to be reformed so the drug development costs can be recouped along with a healthy profit. Once this occurs, the patent should expire. The FDA needs reform so the drug approvals are more streamlined. Possibly an international FDA funded by a consortium of companies could approve drugs. 
This counts to insurance companies that Medicare should be illegal. Any trust laws for price collusion needs to be enforced. Prices for drugs would then be determined more by supply and demand. This would ensure an adequate supply at the lowest possible price. For high-priced drugs of marginal benefit, demand would be low and would tend to cause the price to drop. For new orphan drugs, the government could provide subsidies. Importing drugs from Canada is not the easy solution envisioned, at least not according to the pharmaceutical industry. That's right. However, given the current broken system, it is the best way for individuals who pay cash to get a reasonable price. Although currently illegal, for individuals purchasing small amounts of the drug, the government is looking the other way. It is also worth noting that some states have been actively pursuing legislative action to promote the importation of prescription drugs for Canada. These include Florida, Vermont, Colorado, Maine, and New Mexico. However, there is more to it than just flipping the import switch. It will take several months at least before consumers would see less expensive medication. The orders for bringing these drugs in the country must be carried out by the federal bureaucracy and could face court challenges. Additionally, drugs imported from Canada would need to be relabeled, tested for authenticity to be available at reduced cost under the new rule. There are lots of dots to connect before anyone gets the benefit. Well, there are plenty of dots to connect, and I want to thank you, Dr. Goldstein, for shedding some light on this very complex issue. Now, for those who want more information on drug reform, please visit our website, which is HoustonHealthCareInitiative.org, and you'll find several books listed on the site that help explain the uh, problems associated with drugs and pricing in greater detail. And thanks for listening. Tell your friends about our podcast, and remember to come back next time for another edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast.